March 9th. The city is wrapped in fringe celebrations. Today's comic thoughts. <laughs> You're joined by Ash. <laughs> they think I'm hiding in the shadows, but I am the shadows. We have a podcast now. If I can't make a difference here, then I don't care what happens to me. But today, I'm joined by I'm joined by Connor Kennedy. They call him the calm dog. <laughs> I just got a notification at the top here saying, "Are you playing music right now?" And I'm like, "I oh, clearly I'm not. I I'm a gr- I can do an impression of an instrument." Welcome to a very special episode of Comic Thoughts because we are post the Batman. Unfortunately, oh. today we are not joined by the lovely Sam Cripps. No. He's away. But a criminal element never sleeps. So that's why we're here to provide you with some entertainment. Yes. I hope everyone's been listening to something in the way on repeat for the last three weeks. Uh, I, I have not, uh, simply because, um, uh, Ashraf, I uh, have literally, so you went and saw this last week when it came out. So as, as yes. of, the, of the recording, to date this recording, Ashraf saw this like basically opening day. Yeah, uh, before I, opening day even, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it until, not just this week, I'm not just a week late. I didn't watch it until today, literally finished my screening an hour before the podcast. So, yeah, I, so I, am, I am fresh. I am. He's raw. going in raw, guys. I'm going in raw. Get ready for some raw thoughts. Some I'll get SmackDown versus Raw. Some. I hope you guys won't get Salmonella because Connor, you're gonna consume raw Connor, unprocessed, hundred percent British beef, or wherever you're from. Uh, I I was born in Sydney. Um, NSW beef has COVID. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I was, uh, I'm, I'm one, uh, my grandmother is Aboriginal, my grandfather is Scottish, uh, and my mother's side, I've got Czechoslovakian, Irish, and English. Czech Republic and Slovakia, that's what it is now. That's weird, isn't it? Like, mm. they just split the two words. <laughs> anyway, um, how are you, Connor? You've been missing for a week, and um, I think our listeners are tromping at the bit as to where you were and how you are doing. Uh, well, I was in LA. Um, I was invited to go, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and me a good friend. So he wanted me to come to him to the, to get his, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I was there That's a, actually. We should talk about that <laughs> because it's a weird video just for the fact that Kevin Feige opens with like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm paraphrasing. Benedict Cumberbatch is a amazing actor, but he's most well known for playing the only and best Dr. Stephen Strange. First of all. He's not the only Dr. Stephen Strange. And secondly, is he the best one? That's debatable. Because <laughs> there has been a live action Dr. Strange movie before. Uh, yeah, there was, there was, it was, it was trying to, there was, when they were doing, it was like trying to tie in with the whole Hulk yeah. deal back Trial then. Trial of the Hulk um, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, does anyone even know who that, who played Dr. Strange in that? No, but you know, he's, he's not the first, because he uh, says first as well. He's not the first only and best. And he's also not most, like, I get that Doctor Strange is such a great role, but Benedict Cumberbatch is a talented Shakespearean theater actor whose performances you can see on YouTube. They actually released a lot of his stage performances like during the pandemic. You're, 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 missing, you're missing the, the thing here is that Kevin Feige was there. Like, like uh, it clearly, it, Benedict Cumberbatch was like, 
fully a, like, like, like he, he, Kevin Feige is the director of Marvel Studios. He's not. He, he's he's there. He's some dude who works in the building. That's his official job description. But okay, I get it. I get it, Connor, because the reason he has a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame, which I mixed up those words, by the way, um, is because Disney paid for it. So that's why he was there. And that's why he talked about Dr. Stephen Strange in that movie. Is the Hollywood Walk of Fame not paid for in every sense of the word? It is. It is. I'm just saying that that's a promotional event for Dr. Strange this year. But it's weird to like, I don't know, to, to diminish his career like that. Anyway, uh, like um, other than that, how are you doing, Connor? <laughs> uh, I'm great. Um, gen- genuinely, uh, I'm a little. I'm a little tired. Um, I, like I said, I just got out of a, a cinema. Um, a three-hour movie. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah. Um, so, and and I I I won't I won't spoil how I feel about the movie until we get into proper discussion. Uh, you know, we'll put a huge like spoiler thing here, honking away or whatever. Um. But that being said, uh, yeah, I am, I am, I am quite uh, trying to readjust. To, it's like you know when you've been in the movie theater for like three plus hours, uh, and you walk outside the theater and it's daylight outside. It's like walking into a different dimension. Exactly. When it's, when it's nighttime outside, it's a little easier. But when you walk out and then the sun gets right in your eyes, you're like, oh my god, I'm stepping through a portal. Like especially it's... since you've spent three hours in Gotham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. At, like life is a little hectic right now, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, hang in there. Um, I'll probably get into it at the end of the podcast about like what I have coming up. But um, yeah. I mean, that's good to hear that you know you're doing well. Other than the the minor like ocular event that you experienced when you went outside of the cinema. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was um, that was probably the, the worst thing that's happened to me all week. That, at least yeah. the worst thing that's happened to me all week that I'm allowed to legally speak on. I'm honestly gonna say that what Connor is trying to say is that he has it better than anyone. I mean, he has it worse than anyone on the planet right now. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I, it's sun in my eyes, man. You know what? Like, what I can do? It, it can damage my eyes. Okay, so let's absolutely. get let's get into the main topic of discussion. Oh, I, I Speaking can, about I can feel you the darkness. Me and the light and what better character symbolizes both dark and light than batman <laughs> spoiler 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 eh, eh, eh. yeah yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're just gonna jump we're gonna, right. we're gonna we're talk gonna in depth it. about the batman we're, we're, it's me and ashraf we might hear yeah. you for four hours guys we might uh we might say will kill us we actually uh, will not be on the next episode oh uh, you know you know what before we before we talk about the batman oh actually that reminds me yes yeah, sam did ours make a request didn't he uh yeah sam made a request and it's really cool that um, we have such great listeners. Like I met a lot of them like throughout the the year that we've been doing it. But like a special shout out goes to Jeff Pasco, who's smashed all our episodes out in three months. What a staunch supporter! And yeah, three months, three months. And like just so you know, I w- I like personally. I want to ask you, what's wrong with you? Do you need help? Uh- I want to ask you because remember I made the, uh, the made the channel trailer for Nerd Paradise. Go check it out; it's awesome. It's like two yeah. minutes long. You're not wa- you're not doing you know wasting too much of your time. Uh, and I went through a bunch of our videos, a bunch of our content, and watched like from front to back a bunch of our episodes. And I I genuinely have to ask, what kind of mental fortitude you have to have? Yeah, to through this for through like to get through uh, a year and a half worth of content in in three months. 
Yeah, man. Like, is the situation that dire at home that you have to resort to this for entertainment? Like, are you okay, Mr. Pasco? Or I, my mom is a doctor, and if you want like a referral to a specialist, I can hook you up. Um, I'm very concerned, and I think your family's concerned too. So, you know, I, I, I got a friend who's done a psychological degree. They're not actually uh, a psychologist. Licensed, they're yeah. actually a licensed psychologist uh, anymore. But you know, if you need if you need help, I might be able to hook you up. You know, if you yeah, need, like um, yeah. I. What was the name? Dr. Harleen Quinzel or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Stephen Strange, actually, would you believe? He's a surgeon. What is he going to do? Operate on his brain? Oh, yeah. Clearly, there's something physically wrong on his brain, with his brain. Oh, yeah, possibly. Like, he's gone through yeah. three months of this. Hey, remember when we first started this podcast and you guys kept giving me shit about telling people how shit like what this podcast was? You've all started <laughs> joining in. <laughs> yeah. Piling, piling it on. Well, Sam's yeah. not here. He's the... Allegedly, he he thinks himself the brainchild of the podcast, right? Then he did you see his post the other day saying that he came out of the podcast or some shit like that? I know that's not how he's supposed to interpret that picture, but that's how I interpreted it. So, um, I came to him about a podcast first, and he said he hadn't had time, and then he he started getting liking the idea, and I think it was like, I I don't want to say he never thought of doing a podcast before because I'm pretty sure he did radio before. He did yeah. radio. He's done radio in the past, but. I want to argue that I, I, I came up with the idea because I thought he would be great on a podcast and I uh, Look, was yeah. sorely mistaken. That, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, every, like all three of us have a different story of how the podcast started and they're all extremely different and contradictory. Three jokers. Three jokers, yeah. motherfuckers. What's, what the fuck is up with that? We can't get a story straight. No, and, we, we have to sit down one day and, and actually go, right, what happened? <laughs> and all of us think we're responsible <laughs> each of us um i well the thing is is like i kind of feel like maybe i shouldn't take responsibility for what happens on this podcast ever uh, i don't want to yeah me neither uh sam it's about... all your brainchild everything yeah and all it. that comes everything from bad it. and good yeah well no everything bad is from sam absolutely uh, yeah you know what that's that's fair we can say good from us i actually i do want to say that this is i'm i'm, I'm harping on sam because he said something horrible about me on last week's podcast he said oh, i have he said I had a little foot. Oh. Yeah, he said well, I, had, I had a small foot. And I, I can tell you right now, like, my, my shoe Whoa. is huge. It is a size uh, 15 double wide. So yeah. he is if factually he took, If he took that shoe off, we would have to take this video down. Uh, no, we wouldn't have to. We would just It would be our most popular video. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you listeners have wrote, written that down. I know all of you have been DMing us about, like, what shoe size Connor is. Connor is, yeah. But no, speaking about very... personal choice, let's talk about a character who's so disconnected from personal responsibility because he's so rich batman <laughs> oh my god all right so uh do you yeah. want to hear like a straight out the gates yeah really really uh intense opinion to hold about anything in life you, you want to hear it you want, you want to hear, yes. hear this okay let's go robert uh, Pattinson yeah is the best bruce wayne so far whoa high praise from caesar interesting interesting that you have that opinion i i because i think some people might disagree with you not for the fact that he didn't give a good performance because he gave a brilliant performance but like for the fact that his bruce wayne is very different from other bruce waynes uh i think that's part of the reason i like it i also yeah. think i actually prefer his interpretation of the character overall um now as, as i've said i'm going in raw uh so no you know no Look, I, I could no. have I, I could say some things that I'll have to clarify yeah. on a later episode. Uh, but I, I am genuinely of the opinion after watching this that uh, that Robert Pattinson plays the best Bruce Wayne um, in 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 like period. 
better than Affleck, um, better than um, uh, Keaton, and he might. And this is where the this is where it actually becomes like potentially like I could get flayed and 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 and, and uh, crucified for this physically. Uh, he he might be better than the animated Batman. You know what? I think that's okay to say. I think people don't need to be dogmatic about Kevin Conroy. <laughs> uh, he's great though. I yeah, mean, he's obviously great. he's great. Uh, yeah. But uh, there are some things that Pattinson done in this in this movie with 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 his decisions and the way he presented Bruce Wayne. Uh, and a, a lot of a lot of those decisions obviously are supported by brilliant uh, directorial and writing decisions. Yes. Um, and a great cast around him. Um, genuinely, if they make more of these movies and he gets to continue having great scenes with uh, Andy Serkis, uh, who plays Alfred in this movie, if he, gets to, if he and Andy Serkis gets to have more good scenes, like the, the hospital bed scene, um, Andy Serkis might even become my favorite Alfred. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, straight um, up. Since we're getting to spoilers, I want to say that Rob Pattinson also plays a really good Batman. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like and those are two very different things. Like I yeah. don't think people realize that those are yeah, two yeah. very different things. In the same way that, like everyone said for a while, Tobey Maguire was best Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield was better Spider Man. Um, you know, the same discussion can be had about Batman, um, where you can actually maybe nail Bruce Wayne, but not maybe nail Batman. That's what so she said. Much. Oh, um, yeah. There were definitely attempts to nail Batman in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, Batman but, attempted to get nailed. Yeah. Uh, it was a very limp attempt, I want to say. He is um, socially no, awkward. Oh my God, he's just like me. Okay, go on. Uh, that is part of the reason I love uh, his, this interpretation of Pattinson's uh, Bruce Wayne is that he is socially, uh, like he's broken and he's, he's socially very awkward. Um, very often Bruce Wayne's often presented as being like a bit of a suave businessman yeah. who's like too cool. They're so cool that it's okay. He's socially awkward. This kid is like, socially awkward like he's broken you might not even want to ha- you, you you genuinely i i cannot look at bruce wayne at all and go oh i want to hang around that guy he seems so cool it's like it's a bit creepy at times and and also there's yeah like what um Colin was saying just to add on to that there's only that one personality like there's only batman he's consumed by that there's no there's no pretending to be a suave billionaire that's just batman yeah he doesn't <laughs> with or without the suit he's batman but yeah Bruce Wayne does not make public appearances in this version of the story. Yeah. Uh, th- that um, was made yeah. apparent in this yeah. when he showed up to a funeral and everyone was like, oh my God, that's Bruce Wayne. And half the people didn't even know who he was. Yeah, Like people didn't know. Like he's like one of the most important men in, in Gotham history, uh, as far as it's concerned. Prince of Gotham. Yeah, that's what they call but, it. But half the people don't even know who he is. Uh, and the others who do are like, oh my God, it's him. Uh, he doesn't make public appearances. So he is consumed by living as Batman. Um, it, it, for, by all intents and purposes, it seems like Alfred, uh, Alfred is the one handling the business side of Wayne Industries. Um, yeah, and he's, he's getting tired of keeping Wayne Enterprises at bay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, and, he's, um, yeah. He's not just tired of it. Sorry, I, I've got a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, no, I no, think no. I'm Keep ranting and raving. Keep going. I know, I, know, I know you can't handle me being so positive about Batman, Ashraf. Um, I know it's a lot. Uh, but man, the, the, the relationship between Alfred and Bruce, the, the familial relationship between the two of them uh, and, and how tired Alfred is, maybe more of, of just not, not even the company itself, but Bruce's unwillingness to even be Bruce Wayne is, is great. Like, I love, yeah, and I love their relationship in this movie. 
I don't know, the, the doubt and regret. Because, like, you can feel that there's so much icy tension between them. Like, there's yeah. so much that has that they need to say to each other, which I guess comes out during the hospital scene. But, like, Alfred's, you know, like, he, he has guilt over the Wayne's death as well. Like, not to the same degree Bruce Wayne does, even though Bruce Wayne was a kid and they go into that. But, like, he 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 thinks that he was supposed to protect them and then you know he sees you know he's he saw himself as sort of like the adopted father role and he thinks that he failed at doing that because bruce wayne is so broken still broken there's a, and, it's a yeah. yeah no you keep going sorry yeah, yeah and um you know like even he like you can see that in the way they interact that they're I don't know, they're moments away from an argument. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Every time. And the argument is is legitimately like it is Alfred just trying his best to, to, to not get into an argument, but also wanting just to shake Bruce and just be like, dude, wake up. Yeah. Um, and he he's 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 right in a lot of ways uh to be like that, uh with someone like Bruce. Uh I, I have a feeling most people's uh patience with Bruce Wayne would have ended a long time ago if they were yes. in Alfred's position. He's a very patient man. Um, yes. yeah. I love the fatherhood discussion because in a way he, like Alfred kind of wanted to be a father and he, he failed but he, fe- he it seems like he feels like he failed very early on um, which is part of the reason why and to- the, the uh, Bruce's family are a huge part of the story in this um, it's actually really funny the amount of parallels between this and the Joker that you can actually make, like as far as movies and, and plot threads and points are concerned, there's actually a lot of interesting parallels uh, and, and similar ideas being presented. Um, where where in, in the Joker, it's presented as, as Thomas Wayne being an out and out bastard who saves face. Um, this movie kind of like takes a different route where it goes like, well, Thomas Wayne wasn't perfect, but no one is. And he wasn't inherently a terrible human being but there were complexities to him but alfred tried to keep this image of him being the perfect saint because he felt that that is what gave bruce some level of, of, of hope and ability to continue on because he could then give him even if he's not physically there alfred can take the physical role of the father figure but thomas wayne can take on the embodiment of of, of bruce's father even even in death and i'd yeah. like that and like just to add on to your point like about Alfred trying to save his father's image and everything. Um, there's also that aspect of the film where not only do you not know the cause of the Wayne's family death, like for sure, like everyone's unsure about there what happened. There is no explanation, like no proper... There, there's, also, yeah. there's also like, I, I would even say that there's a level of doubt on whether or not Thomas Wayne want, wanted um, that report he did. Like there, there's a vagueness, like maybe Thomas Wayne just wanted to scare him. But or maybe he actually like maybe um what's his face was right uh, Falcone was right, you know. Falcone even uh even in Falcone's story um yeah. he was like Thomas told me put the fear of God in that man, which is a it is a cruel and horrible thing to say. But also all he uh, asked him Falcone it was apparently even Falcone somewhat admitted to sorry uh to him taking a bit of liberty with that with that statement um in this in this movie he, he even admitted to it um and you know uh, alfred straight up says you know he never he never gave the kill order it was falcone but the the real uh, difference comes to whether or not it was falcone who then killed wayne oh yeah, well, yeah no I, was... I would i would even say because like if i might have to watch again but when falcone talks about that 
he's he then talks about how like when fear didn't work when when the reporter didn't budge then he like thomas thomas wayne like agreed right, to yep. kill him like yeah yeah and so, it, it, Fal- Falcone could absolutely be recalling what he sees as the truth. Like he, may yeah, but so is Alfred because Alfred, Alfred also has like a bias as well. And, and Thomas may not have ever said go for it. He might, he might, he both might have even. It might have been a like just a confusion of like what should I do? Well, I really think I should do this, so I'm going to take whatever Thomas gives me as confirmation. I should do this essentially, um, whether knowingly or even subconsciously, because like Falcone might have had a great relationship with Thomas Wayne up until his death. Yeah, he might have. Um, or they might have had a horrible relationship that ended in tragedy. We don't know. And uh, I think not defining the death uh, is actually uh, works way better with the themes of this movie than outright saying who did it. Yeah, it's, it, it is about like the system making it so people have to make difficult choices. And then it, and those choices not even always appearing to be what they actually are publicly and the lies and the deceit, even even the confusion on well, who is actually the good guy versus just who is also the bad guy. Yeah, and, and Batman, like historically in the comics and everything, he, he is that sort of sectarian, I guess, where like there's a line between good and evil. You cross it, then he'll come for you. And this, this movie deals with the shades of gray aspect, I guess, when like, because Bruce Wayne is so disconnected from the common man because he's a billionaire. It's like he doesn't have to make those difficult choices, I guess. But yeah, we can get into that in a bit. But like, I want to hear what you, what else you liked about the movie. Oh, um, man. I, <laughs> uh, we, we could be here for just four hours on me talking yeah. about what I liked about this movie. Um, we'll pick like another thing and then we can talk about what you... Okay. Uh, I can talk about what I like. Okay, tell you what, I'll pick something that no one else, I, I will say this, and this yeah. is so stupid. Uh, this is, you know, because we're obviously going to get into more severe discussion moving forward. Um, there was uh, there was a moment. So there's penguins in this movie, Cobblepot's in this movie. Um, he straight up does get called Penguin a few times, but it seems like even a cool by Batman. nickname. Yeah, even yeah. by Batman. I know who Penguin is. It seems just like a code name. Everyone oh, it seems him. derogatory. It seems like yeah. he doesn't want to be called that. Well, there's this moment where um, where Batman and, and uh, um, Commissioner Gordon, well, not Commissioner, sorry, Jim Gordon, Tenet. he's not Commissioner, yeah. Lieutenant, uh, he's not Commissioner yet. Um, you know, they they both uh, they capture him after this amazing car chase, a great car chase. Um, they capture- Wait, he didn't kill anyone. No one died. Okay, go on. Um, that we know of. No, die. Batman has killed. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was watching this thinking like, oh, I wonder what Ashraf feels about that explosion. Uh, <laughs> go, go, talk more. Uh, so, uh, technically, it was Cobblepot who who caused the crash, not 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 Batman. So it's not Batman didn't do anything. Um, if anything, Batman going, I need to stop Penguin before he does more shit like this. Might might, might have been uh, justified in that moment, but the more we can talk on that later. Yeah. They capture him. They ask him questions. They 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 do some detective work, which is something I really want to talk about. Uh, and they, they, they tie them up, they figure something out, and they walk off, and Cobblepot's like, I'm still here. You can untie me? You bastards! But the thing that made me laugh wasn't him talking, and it's so stupid, it's so simple. A man named the Penguin right. angrily waddling yeah. because his legs are tied. I'm like, okay, we th- that was intentional, right? Like, he's waddling away. He's the Penguin. Yeah, I, I'm the only person in the movie theater who found that funny. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Uh, funnily enough, a lot of people um, after the movie t- talked to me about that part. <laughs> it, it was genuinely like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's funny. Um, yeah. uh, I, I keep forgetting who the, Colin Farrell? Yes, Colin Farrell under a fuck ton of prosthetics. Unrecognizable, even in his performance. And the, the prosthetics doesn't stop him from emoting. 
yeah. either. Like he he can emote, he can act. He's got a lot of great uh, facial uh, performance. Uh, his voice is great. Like he's just great in this. I loved him in this, and he you know he he is a bit of a side villain, but I actually think he ended up playing a bigger role in this movie than I thought he would. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me too. Uh, but in a good way. Uh, if that's if that's one thing I can say, moving off this discussion is that this movie balances its many many subplots and characters beautifully. It's a balancing act. This movie, it does so much with with you know three hours is a lot. It does so much in that time so well. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's what you liked. Um. I'm. Are you? Done or do you want to go into one more uh, thing? There's so many things I like. It's it's yeah. you you should mention something that you like. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Just keep so going. I'm, I'll dominate I this could, discussion. <laughs> I, I could talk about it for hours and hours and night. But like first of all, I would like I mean I'd love to talk about like I think Connor's talked about the performance of uh, Robert Pattinson, so I'll go over that. Um I I love the performance of actually Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. I think yeah. this this movie it was like he had a bigger role than I thought, and he had a bigger role than any other Jim Gordon previous. And I would even go to say that he's the best Jim Gordon ever put the screen. Oh, because uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like he talks like a genuine person, uh, just because like he, you know, I mean that, that first of all the dialogue he has with Batman, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. And like I like how it's a subtle thing. Uh, I, I, maybe people don't care about it, but he's like. He calls Batman just man. He's like, he hey, just man. calls him man. Like, yeah. even, it's not even like a nickname, like, hey, man, like Batman. Yeah. No, he's just like, hey, man, come on. Yeah, but he's the only man. person who talks to, to Batman like he's man. a person. Yeah, right? <laughs> and he, why, why is it that, like, in any of the comics I've read, in any of the TV shows and movies I've watched, Jim Gordon has never talked like that, ever. Because <laughs> uh, it's Batman and it's, it's deep and it's dark and yeah. it's serious. And I guess that means you've got to dehumanize people to say something about the human condition, man. Yeah, fuck. I was like, I wouldn't have thought of that if I wrote or directed this movie. But it works so well, and it's also the the, the fact that Jim <laughs> Jim treats him like an equal. Jim lets him in the crime scenes and everything, and he he also has like disagreements with him, and he also has like his own qualms with him. And there's also the other aspect where, like, a part of the the Batman performance, I guess, is. Everyone, he does actual detective shit, but like, and everyone has said that before the movie comes out, where this will be an actual detective story. But what I didn't expect is that he actually goes and questions suspects, which I've never seen before. Not like, because in the comics and movies and TV shows, he hangs a suspect by like a, a crane or something or interrogates them by like, where is she? Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, he, he goes to their, you know, place of employment and just talks. <laughs> Oh, like she even knocks on the front door of the iceberg lounge, which is so like shocking and weird to me. If they let, the, the, I yeah. love that moment. Well, for first of all, I love the fact he has the iceberg in this. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, I I love the twins. Uh, at the front yeah. door, they they yeah. play with that. They they play with that gag. There's actually like a, they play with that joke. Not the twins aspect, but the the front door. They play with that joke so many times. Uh, it's great. Um. But they get more and more beat up. <laughs> I'd love the fact that if they, if he was like, knock, 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 they were like, hello. He was like, I'm here to see the penguin. If they went, all right, cool, and let him in, a fight wouldn't have broken out. <laughs> like that, like Batman was legitimately there. He's like, I need to talk to Cobblepot. Like, yeah. I just, I'm literally just here to investigate a, a, a crime that he might be involved in. Let me in. No. Okay. Then we'll fight. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's simple stuff like that that hasn't ever been done. I guess because like, 
think people think that they have to treat this comic book stuff differently than they would treat any other things. Like, oh, we can't have him knock on the door because that would be too ridiculous. And also the other, the ridiculousness of Batman. Like, sure, criminals think that he's in the shadows. Criminals fear him. He 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 rules through intimidation and fear. That's how he stops. You know, he like the fact that criminals are superstitious, superstitious and cowardly, and think he's everywhere uh, is what he thrives on. But there's other aspect of like when Batman's walking into a crime scene and he's just walking in, not like appearing out of nowhere like he does most of the time. Everyone's staring at him. The FBI is staring at him. Beat cops are staring at him. Everyone thinks it's fucking weird. And well, the cops just aspect. like puts his hands out and puts his like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Crime scene. Cops. Yeah. I, and, and like Jim literally has to go, dude, he's with me. Even though and, he and can he's see like, him. He's wearing gloves. <laughs> he's wearing gloves. He had to. I, I love the first time we see Batman in this movie, yeah. it's this great opening scene where uh, we're getting dialogue from Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Which is super edgy. It's super edgy, but it's yeah. also super cool in a way. And I think part of it is the visual. Uh, the dialogue by itself would just be purely edgy, but with the visual, because he's talking about uh, you know criminals and he can't be everywhere, but they can think that I'm anywhere. Because yeah. I, I lurk in the shadows. I'm not just, I don't just lurk in the shadows. I am the shadows. And it's these pictures, there's these shots of like a guy robbing a, uh, robbing, um, a, a, a store. Uh, guys doing vandalism. Uh, then there's a shot of a bunch of guys going to go beat up an old man because they think it's funny. Um, and then, you know, he mentions they have a signal now and they see the bat signal in the air. And then they, you know, one by one, the guy robbing the bank runs, uh, robbing the store sees the signal. And then he looks down into, down, not even an alleyway, down a dark street where he can't see what's at the end of the street. And he's like, like, is he there? And then he steps back and gets hit by a car because he's not paying attention because the fear of like, what if Batman is actually here? And then the guy's committing vandalism. The guy just looks over in a doorway and sees darkness. He goes, what if he's there? And runs. And then the guy's beating up the old man. And this is what's great about this whole setup. The guy's beating up the old man. They hear a noise. They look over into the darkness and Batman emerges. It, it's kind of cool, right? Like we're thinking, yeah. oh, that's Batman. They laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because Who he's the fuck a dude dressed as a bat. Yeah. And it's not until Batman goes all ninja on one of them. Like one of them goes to go hit Batman, and Batman just wah, wah, bang, 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 crack. Guys unconscious on the floor, their expressions will drop and they realize, oh, it's it's him. He's Batman. Yeah. Like it makes sense, Batman. But yeah. also until you realize what that is that's approaching you, it kind of does look and it's Halloween, so it's even more like <laughs> and also he's just doing I, I'm vengeance. And then everyone sticks with that name. <laughs> the Penguin calls him Mr. Vengeance and Catwoman calls him Vengeance. Oh, well. uh, Catwoman, uh, Selena just keeps calling him Vengeance, but it's clearly like a pet name. Like yeah. she's, she's saying it with a bit of oomph in that. Yeah, Penguin, Penguin calls him Mr. Vengeance. Mr. Well. Vengeance, I love that. Which actually, it's funny um, that they, they, they kind of, it's almost mocking or teasing his idea yeah. of Vengeance. Uh, which becomes so much more important as a concept by the end of the movie. Yes, it's, exactly. It's so um, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is. It is brilliant. As uh, there's a point to that gag. Um, but I was gonna say actually, like a precursor to the 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 first Batman scene is you see Bruce Wayne in this drifter attire actually deciding where to to go as Batman. It's like he's stalking like the criminals element of Gotham, deciding where to strike. So he's actually going around and seeing like seeing where crime is well yeah he he, he is he's like surveying it he's on, yeah. he's on patrol and, that's and the- yeah he's on patrol as bruce wayne and i don't think we've seen that in in, in a movie or a tv show as well <laughs> no we we don't we just see uh, it was like um 
it was one of my favorite things about uh, Homecoming when you just saw Peter Parker hanging out in New York, like just swinging around, just sort of like laying down, waiting, listening out, stopping bike thieves, that sort of aspect. This is like on the side, this is almost like the Batman equivalent. He's not being a kid and hanging out. He's like on patrol, like Spider-Man was. And I want to yeah. see more of that. I want to see more of these heroes in their element, in their city, doing their thing like this. Like, like not getting around it by going, oh, I have a network of cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which he does actually in this film. He has like a, a version of that thing in The Dark Knight, except it's even more like encroaching on civil liberties. Like he has, <laughs> he has these contact lenses that actually identify who's looking at. Oh, face recognition. Yeah. Uh, that it, 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 he can like record what he sees with yeah. them. And they're also a part of his disguise as well. Like when he wears them, uh, like yeah. it's a, it's brilliant. It's very much common. I wonder if he needs glasses. Wait, yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, I, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if he did. Uh, but I, I... I have a theory behind that, but yeah, go on. <laughs> I just love everything about... I love when you first, you see Drifter Bruce... Yeah. He's walking through the streets. You don't really get to look I'll at his get face that or anything. Good, but yeah, go on. Um, and then you see him, you know, when he's done beating up all the guys, he goes to the crime scene. We'll get to the Riddler eventually, guys. We will talk about the Riddler soon. Um, he gets to the crime scene, does all that, leaves. He's no longer in his Batman gear. He gets in and out of his Batman gear very quickly, which I really like that he's wearing, he's wearing these baggy drifter clothes and clearly he's just taking the mask off and take, putting on different gloves and whatnot. He still has the eyeliner on, though. I love, I love that when he shows up, you know, you don't see him disrobe or anything. You see him enter, so you sort of see him enter the Batcave and then, you know, he's already started his investigation stuff. You can tell he's probably been there for like a couple hours. Just... And actually listening to Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love <laughs> what that. What an edgy teenager. But yeah. but and he turns it down when Alfred comes in. <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it. But he is, he's still kind of part of Batman's issue is he can't get yeah. past the trauma from his childhood. And sometimes when you can't get past the trauma from your childhood, you sometimes regress to things that were in your childhood in that way. I yeah. could so see Batman if he was a child of the nineties, actually listening to, to uh, exactly. something in the way. Yeah. That's great. Um, but just seeing him still with his black makeup in his face, you know, um, wearing these, these sweaty, dirty clothes that he wore all night last night. Uh, first early in the morning, like the sun's already up and he's in his cave studying away. And Alfred looks at him like, dude, <laughs> Two years of nights has turned me into a nocturnal animal. Oh, <laughs> it's so, it's so edgy. <laughs> and it's, it's edgy. And also, you, cause that, oh yeah, the other aspect of this film that I liked is that every fucking Batman film always takes inspiration from Batman Year One. But this one takes it to the next level because like it has the introspection from Batman Year One. But also, like the aspect of Batman Year One that I think people don't talk about is that it's actually not a Batman story, it's a Jim Gordon story. It's like 30% Batman, most of it is Jim Gordon. Yeah, and it, it does focus on Gotham as a character, and it does focus on the police corruption and the institutional corruption aspect of it. Um, I mean, this this movie quite literally says the phrase "Year Two at one point. As yeah, well. yeah. It well, quite yeah, two years of nights, but yeah, yeah. But he, no, he, he writes he, it down. Yeah, the Gotham two. Project Year Two. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but that narration is only for the beginning of the movie to put you in that mindset because after that. Oh, you can tell what Batman is thinking just by looking at him and just by the way he looks at other people. <laughs> Patterson, there's this one scene where the Riddler has released a bunch of information on the new, uh, has like released a video that gives a bunch of information about Martha Wayne and the, the, the Arkhams, which uh, Martha was an Arkham, and Thomas Wayne and all the murders and things and things like that. Like, uh, you know, pulling out all the lies, right? And uh, I think this is the only scene that we see Patterson's in the Batman gear without the helmet on. This might be the only scene. Uh, and he's looking at the screen 
And I think part of the reason why I love his performance so much is that less is more with this guy. Yes. He doesn't go, yeah. He's not like, like he's not pulling some, his, 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 his jaw clenches. His head yeah, and you can see it in his eyes. Like his he's like eyes. Oh, yeah. He's gonna tear up. He's gonna tear up. He's going to either tear up or throw something. Yeah. Like he's 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 at this point where he's gonna he's gonna snap. Uh, and I've, 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 it's just like that is a scary look that he gave. Um, but it was it was it was just the smallest movement, the smallest clenching of the jaw. His brow his his brow didn't furrow that much. It was just in this in this moment, pure anger because of what the regular is saying because of the claims he's making and the potential of the truth yes um yeah and there really is a brilliant character as well but like the oh, final man. thing i want to talk about that i don't know if other people talked about is that batman year one is and long halloween are obvious inspirations for this they actually directly reference long halloween as canon basically kind of mm-hmm. but because there's an event in it where thomas wayne is operated on by a, a falcone sorry other way around. Thomas Wayne operates in Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Bruce Wayne comes down and sees that. Well, yeah, Long Halloween is not canon entirely. I, I'd scratch that I just, as in like part, that part of the Long Halloween. Yeah, they, they, they canonize part of the, uh, yeah. the Long Halloween story. Yeah. and But there's also another story which Matt Reeves was, said that he was inspired by, which is a Darwin Cook uh, short Batman story called Batman Ego. It's all about Batman being so consumed by the Batman personality that he, he realizes that Batman inadvertently causes the death of like a low level like gang member um because forcing that gang member to tell him the whereabouts of the joker gets his family killed and as a result the gang member kills himself and batman's so shaken up about that it, he tries to um reconcile like am i really helping people as bruce wayne and you can see that all throughout the movie where he's so consumed by the batman persona and then like the riddler is a result of him uh ruling through fear and intimidation he realizes that he's inspired the wrong kind of thing in society in the city oh man it was and then so, like that's yeah. that's what connor brought up earlier uh, in the discussion like yeah riddler is that sort of like anger and fervor towards the 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 systemic like inequality and corruption in gotham personified like Rid- when batman realizes that's what he's inspired he has to pivot and become the symbol of hope that we know yeah. Riddler is Riddler and all of Riddler's followers because he does have some followers that do Riddler and all of his followers are literally the sort of people who would find the Joker inspiring or thinks that the Joker was completely justified in all his actions in his own movie like the kind of people who who followed Joker who started riots because of what Joker did in his movie it's the same kind of person they're maligned by society they're angry they feel hurt by by Gotham City and it's it's it's, it's politics and to a certain extent they have every right to be angry but then they take it too far and they go way too far with it. Um, and that's part of, uh, but in this movie, I think that concept is explored way better um, in this movie uh, of, of these maligned people uh, yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. back. It, um, it is, it is explored better, yeah. Um, partially because it also does relate back to how Batman functions as a character and how he's per, per, perceived and the whole vengeance thing. Because yeah. uh, it literally comes down to, yeah. I love the way that Jim Gordon, I, I actually kind of agree. I think he might be the best Jim Gordon. He's the most active Jim Gordon we've had. Yes, he's uh, Batman's partner. <laughs> he is. They're, they're, they're cops, they're buddy, they're buddy cops. Um, and the way they talk to each other and, and, and interact, but like just this moment where, where Jim, uh, like Batman literally takes like, a, a, like a, an adrenaline drug, like a rage drug because he can barely move and he sees that selena yeah. is about to get stabbed and killed so he's like i can't let this happen he pulls out and he just he literally flicks a thing off his leg like he's got like a thing that he takes off his leg to get the, that, that like he can like a cap so he can stab through the kevlar stab through rage drug gets up bunches this guy to near death 
Jim Gordon's like, Jesus Christ, pulls him off, takes the mask off the guy. And Jim Gordon's, the way he says it is like, who the hell are you? Like, not even like a, oh, who are you? Or who are you? It's like, the, who the hell is this guy? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and he just laughs and says, I'm vengeance. Yeah. And then that's when Batman turns and looks and he thinks about a conversation he had with uh, the Riddler um, earlier in the movie, which do you want to talk about the Riddler now? I do, yeah. Riddler is an amazing performance. And like, he's, he is actually a great character. He's, he, he is that sort of antithesis to Bruce Wayne. He's like, because a lot of the movie critiques Bruce Wayne himself, because like, I think where we are now as a society, we start to realize that like, I can't believe only now the general public started to realize this. Billionaires are fucking stupid and terrible because like, <laughs> why, why do we let these people like have so much money? You know, like it's, it's unjust and you can't be a billionaire and have, have that like sort of capital without a history of misusing your power in society and uh, that that's a critique of that and like riddler is a i i guess like sort of like a class working class hero in that sense where he's trying to fight the systemic um injustices in gotham but and he's doing it through like these elaborate puzzles and everything and like uh, you you start to see you know his his story of being an orphan what he views being an orphan and what it's like, and his anger towards Bruce Wayne and everything, and and yeah. uh, you start to realize that yeah, that's you know that's true injustice. What he had to go through. Oh, the uh, story obviously what tells- Bruce Wayne went through is terrible as well. But like that's you know that 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 sort of like I know anti Bruce Wayne hasn't been explored. I guess but yeah. Oh, uh, Bruce Wayne, the poor orphan. While I got yeah. forgotten, you want to know what being an orphan really means? It was such a a deep takedown of and i love i love that so much because what it really does is it tries to put into perspective and i think the the movie does this great like almost like a quadruple swerve in a way in this one moment um riddler's really not been hurting too many people outside of people who turn out to be bad guys um in in this movie does that mean he's justified no uh, but he's 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 more their relationship is almost kind of like Daredevil Punisher and this is like Riddler's just killing people who are who are corrupt and evil and supplying more evil into the city um, and there's this conversation where he says Bruce Wayne and it's like it's implying that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman and I don't really think at the end of the movie it ever really clearly states whether or not he does or doesn't know if Bruce Wayne is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but the way the way he talks in that scene, it, it makes me think that he knows he just doesn't care because then he goes on to say like, "This is the real. Think you. The whole point is unmasking you, but that's yeah. not it. Like, no. who cares who you are? Yeah. This is the real you. You're wearing a mask. Like, I wear a mask, and it sets me free. I can be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I could be the real me when I wear that mask." Uh, and he thinks the same of that. So maybe he does know Bruce Wayne's. Yeah, he's just taunting he him. He's like, "I know who you are, but what matters is not unmasking you." Because he he also says, "I told you I'd see you in hell." He sent that message to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So yeah. it's really interesting. Like the movie plays with this, but also he sent that message to Bruce Wayne in a thing that says "To Batman." So again, this movie oh, yeah, kind of true. like there's a lot of things that I yeah, there's a lot of things he can interpret. He yeah. does or he doesn't. But he, he, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter yeah, because does, he yeah. idolizes Batman and sees him as a kindred spirit yeah. in this movie. And then when Batman turns around and says, you're a sicko, he freaks out. He's like, because he the Riddler's a guy who has everything worked out. He thinks everything's going to go exactly the way he wants it to. And when it doesn't, because he realizes this guy he idolizes actually thinks he's a sicko, 
you know, and it's it's in that moment that even Batman, that's the start of Batman realizing, huh, maybe maybe my whole vengeance thing isn't where it's going, but he doesn't quite yeah. fully uh, catch on. And then Riddler gets this sick look in his face when he realizes that, oh, you haven't figured out the entire plan yet. You're not as smart as I thought you were. Oh, I loved it yeah. so much. I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, it's been there since the beginning. What the fuck? I wonder what this tool was. <laughs> It's in the toy. It's, it's in the, the toy. toy. I was like, why the fuck does he have this accessory? It doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, is it a radar or a tracker? No, it's a fucking carpenter's tool. Yeah. For for, for fucking edging and and doing stuff with carpets. And yeah. I, and when Batman pulls out, literally a cop is like, oh, that's just a carpeting tool. And Batman's like, looks at him like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's for this. And then Batman's like, oh my god, what? Pulls rips up a carpet in Riddler's apartment, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. he's gonna. He's got a totally different plan. And I actually genuinely thought he's gonna he's gonna have bombs. But I thought it was gonna be he's gonna bomb like you know some major buildings of corporate owners or something. What he actually did was a way, way sicker. Yeah, he floods the city, like which is a huge callback to Batman Zero Year, where Riddler does that same thing. <laughs> he floods the city. Uh, yeah. but also floods- another early Batman story, but yeah. <laughs> floods the city to force a bunch of people into one location. So he can have all his, basically his cult followers kill them all. And Riddler even describes as like, you know, we've been living a lot saying, why us? Why do we have to suffer? But now these people in their final moments will now think, why? And like every now and again, Riddler gives this performance on his videos where he's like really calm, sort of like a little, a little. Thanks for subscribing. (laughs) A little weird, a little calm. And then he just goes fucking mental. Paul Dano's great performer. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just in the interest of time, I want to talk about one last thing, which is like, yeah. Oh, I take it back when I talk about the monologue thing. He does sit, have yeah, a monologue yeah. at the end as well to bookend the movie about like how he has to be a symbol of hope and everything. Riddler is a great uh, has uh, the actor for Riddler, Paul Dano, does a great performance. Everyone does a great performance. Selena Kyle is amazing as well. Um, at you know at giving a wake up call to Bruce. Oh, she's great in this. I love the way. I, lo- I love yeah. how she she reads him like a book too. Yeah, she's like, oh, whoever you are, you're rich. You, you always grew up rich because you clearly don't know, yeah. uh, and things like that. Where it's like they, they throw away lines, but it's like she actually has him pinned for who yeah. this person is better than even Bruce Wayne realizes who he is at yeah. times. And yeah, it's a clear wake up call to like, you know what what the city is actually experiencing. That like Bruce Wayne is disconnected because he is so alienated, and isolated. But like. There's also a scene I want to talk about, which is like in when Batman's escaping the GCPD and when Jim Gordon's trying to cover for him and everything, and when the cops are debating whether or not to unmask him. That's such a great scene where Batman yeah. punches Gordon and it has a great callback because like Gordon's like, you could have pulled the punches, man. <laughs> and then Batman's like, I did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Batman running away and doing that gliding scene. Fuck, that was so cool. <laughs> oh, the gliding scene. Okay. Uh, one of the things I love about this movie, it's very, it, it feels sometimes like Batman, um, what they do in, uh, what they've done in previous Batman movies, I think they did this with uh, the Dark Knight stuff a lot, is that Batman will fucking win a fight and he'll dominate and it'll look like it didn't even hurt him. And then afterwards, Bruce Wayne will have like bruises and things like yeah. that, right? But in this movie, Batman actively gets fucked up multiple times. Yeah. And it's not just him jumping off a building, which he's scared when he does. Oh, that. yeah, he, he does. He shows that. fear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Batman, it's like other movies have never let the. It's like you can't let Batman show fear. He's Batman. Oh well, he showed fear in Batman Begins, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But in this, he's like he's strapped, scared. He jumps. He does the gliding. He eats shit. Yeah. <laughs> eats shit real hard. Lips yeah. away. Like um, if you were a bystander, you would think that's fucking embarrassing. 
if you're a no, if you're a bystander, you'd be like, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Just, it's amazing how many hits he can take. Um, he gets shot so many times in yeah, this, even uh, in the head. Oh yeah, it's bad. Uh, it, it, like it, it, he, he, that's why he needs the combat drug, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, so hit. that combat drug. I want to save that for like setting up future stuff discussion because I, I think that's venom because adrenaline is not green. Actually, yeah, you're right. It yeah. might be a version of Venom that uh, they yeah. might have Bane lined up. Uh, we know that they've got another villain lined up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of villains lined up. Um, uh, but I genuinely yeah. thought um, that the fight scenes, the fight scenes were really good. I, I don't want to, they weren't like the, spe- the this amazing, spectacular scene. I don't think there was anything like that. But then again, this movie wasn't really about the combat like that. It was more about the discussion around the character. Like the combat was serving the story's purpose, the purpose of the story and whatnot. It was still good, well choreographed, some awesome moments, some awesome shots. But I do love how many times Batman actually did get punched and hit and whacked and looked like he actually didn't always have the upper hand. Like he looked yeah. like he outclassed he these up. guys. Yeah. But also there were so many of them and so many of them had guns and weapons, but he didn't, you know? He had gadgets. So, <laughs> he had gadgets. And like, you know, he's still one man. So there were so many times where he did get, he did eat shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would, I would even say like if Penguin didn't step in in the Iceberg Lounge scene, he probably would have tied. <laughs> he might have got shot. Yeah. We don't know what would have happened. That could yeah. have been the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so like, let's go quickly into what you didn't like into the movie. Because I think that's going to be a short discussion. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just assuming. I. Because you, you're still raw. So I'm still raw. um but the the problem i have with movies that i have such an overwhelming positive feeling like this towards is that when i'm so raw it sometimes takes me a while to figure out what i didn't like yeah um and i was even thinking was the length it's like no i didn't feel it didn't feel like it was three hours in the cinema um uh i i can't really say there's anything off the top of my head where i'm like nothing ruins the movie for me uh, there's no moment where I think a joke ruins a moment. Uh, there's there's uh, there's no moment where I think that this movie's um, up its own ass. Um, I think everyone's performances are great. Everyone's well cast, looks awesome. I even love the way the Riddler looks. Um, I think it's a great idea maybe to change the Riddler's look because you know, uh, Madman playing tricks on Batman, suit and tie. We already have Joker, um, and he's a more uh, familiar character to a lot of people. So changing up the Riddler's look, I actually don't think is a bad idea either. And I he still looks it. ridiculous. He still looks ridiculous, but yeah. also you kind of get it. Like it looks, it, it looks like someone that living living in a shitty apartment like that with the resources he has, and not wanting to leave any evidence. Yeah, he doesn't. That, like that. That's yeah. that's that that look. He looks like a mad serial killer. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything, but I personally, right now, don't. at the moment, yeah. So see, if you got me wrong, I would say this movie's perfect. But now that I've like let it breathe, I don't like certain aspects of it. I don't. I, th- I was hoping that was going to be I know the movie does talk about this there was more of a focus on Batman preserving life like they do talk about his no guns rule but I want like I guess it's it's subtle but I wanted to explicitly have the no killing rule and I wanted to ex- I want them to explore the no killing rule by saying that he wants to preserve human life because he thinks it's worth saving I think this yeah. movie is the precursor to his full wanting to preserve life um because the one of the final scenes is after after the big fight he sees that the floods coming into this building he sees that there's a there's an electric ball that's about to touch the water and everyone who's in the water is going to get fried so he jumps in cuts the line so it doesn't fry anyone dives into the water pulls out a flare and goes and he tries to help people now at first uh, they're scared of him yeah because he inspires people people are scared 
but then they realize that they can trust him. And, you know, there's even a news report in, during this montage saying, you can see the mask vigilante helping people. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, and he's doing this monologue about, I shouldn't be vengeance, I should give hope. This yeah. moment where he carries a woman over to a stretcher and has oh, yeah. her strap in yeah. and she, she grabs him and he holds her hand like it's going to be okay. Uh, Batman being a superhero, I think this is his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, to take it a step further, because I agree with you on that, I just want to say that preserve life, even if they're a criminal. Like him talking about Annika maybe deserving it because of the crowd she hung out with. I feel like that's my version of Batman wouldn't talk wouldn't talk like that. He he yeah. didn't say she deserved it. Not because of the crowd. He said she got too close. You should have told her what was going on. She might yeah. still be alive. Yeah, yeah. I feel he like... never said he, she deserved it. Yeah. He oh, did. Well, I, it, it you know it's that's the spirit of that I guess. But yeah, I, like he basically told Selena, "You played with fire and someone got burnt." Yeah. You know. Um, that's the consequences of your actions or whatever and then like they talk about how like he's so disconnected from choice because there's you know when you're when you have that when you're in that sort of like wage bracket you don't have the choice that bruce wayne does but yeah yeah no when you're when when, When you have your passport stolen from you you don't when you have your when you're a russian woman with your passport stolen from you when you're selena kyle and you have your your mother's killed and social security just takes you away and puts you somewhere else uh, when you're an orphan like the Riddler whose orphanage has no money so babies are literally du- he says every winter one of the babies dies because it's so cold yeah. uh, you know when you're these kinds of people you you have you make decisions sometimes that don't sit well with you um, and Bruce Wayne will never see that D- didn't see that until those decisions started literally tearing his city apart and it, it had to be something that also involved his father uh, making decisions and finding out about his mother's history of mental illness, um, which they do touch on very little. Like they don't, they don't, they don't focus on it. But they do say, yeah, you know, Martha, uh, Martha Arkham, then become Martha Wayne, was like actually in and out of like psych wards <laughs> all yeah. her life. She was actually like a, a bit touched. And whether or not she was actually touched or she was just growing up in the time period where maybe being an outspoken woman made people think you were mad. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I lost my train of thought for a bit, but yeah, uh, that that's like a lot of really good points in the movie illustrates, I, I guess, but like, I really want to see a more humanist perspective in Batman, which this movie delves into a bit, but like maybe in future iterations and maybe um, I didn't, maybe that's just me projecting my own expectations because it is there. It's just too subtle for my taste, I guess. Um, yeah. And there's also like, yeah. I don't like, I don't know, sort of the conclusion that the movie comes to where it's not the hope aspect with Batman, but like what the city, uh, like what Bella Real's speech was all about, which is like to put faith in public institutions again, which is like, I thought Batman was fighting the system at the start like it's not the people in the system it's actually the system that makes it so you have to be underhanded you have to be criminal to rule um i i don't think it's as simple as like voting the right politicians because like we have the foresight of like living in actual reality when we know that that's not the case you can't have like a good boss or a good politician and like capitalism but that's like another story but then, then there's also the the other thing that the movie talks about which is like um there's a scene where Batman is apprehending um, John Turturro's uh, Carmine Falcone and like he leads him out of the uh, 44 Below and out of the Iceberg Lounge. And then uh, like Carmine says that like, oh, you know, I'll be out of here in no time because like I, the cops are in my pocket and everything. 
and then and then like there's this like supposed to be this monumental scene where where everyone's like oh you know I guess not every cop works for you but then it's like I think <laughs> with the foresight of where we are today and what what the what people realize the role of police actually is uh, I, I I wouldn't have put that in the film I I think my interpretation of Batman would ha- have only one good cop which is Jim Gordon I mean if if because if the cops you know if there were actual like that number of good cops in the GCPD I would hazard to say that it wouldn't be as bad as it is but like the, the whole I... if you go into the, the actual history of like why the police are like the establishment of the police and they're like they're established to only protect property and everything and then we have this projection of like, oh, they they're to protect and serve, and that's not actually actually the truth and everything. That's, so, you know, I I would have not gone into that, and I I think that's a bit naive on Matt Reeves' part. But yeah, so what I are you say, I so this is getting into close political, close to political discussion. Yeah. Um, I do think I disagree a little with your interpretation on that, simply because yeah. the idea of one good cop, it a lot of good people become cops because they believe in the serve and protect idea and they believe in that being a cop means that they can help people i know people who are, are in my life who have actually become cops and it's yes, like all yeah. their life doing doing the right thing um and right by other people um the system is obviously an issue but we can't put that down to to individuals ever so to say that these cops wouldn't show up at all is actually also as naive because it's the it's the it's the system in play, not the people. So there are going to be as many good cops as there are bad cops. But if there is an equal amount of good and bad cops, and the system is in the favor of the bad cops, the bad cops are going to dominate. Especially when it's not just the bad cops that are the issues; it's the bad cops and the criminals who are and the people in uh, the DA's office and the billionaires who are all causing issues. So you can literally split the GCPD nah. in half, good cop and bad cop, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like equal force, equal you know, equal amounts well, of uh, yeah. good and bad in, in the governing system, nor does it mean that the system is inherently going to work or not work. Um, it just means that there are this many people who haven't been touched by that, that corruption, at least not to an extent where they, they uh, won't, rail against someone as genuinely dirty as Falcone when they can um yeah well unfortunately like I guess historically in reality we can see that like if there is a good cop if they actually um you know voice out injustices in their department they get rammed out of the their their department they in America they they get shamed they get like um fucking humiliated by the rest of the department and um, a lot of the time when they voice like an official complaint, they get legal action taken against them, which is supported by the DA because the DA wants a good working relationship with the police. Um, it is really the unfortunate truth, but like good cops supposedly just keep their heads down and keep quiet because they want to keep their job. And that doesn't make you a good cop. That makes you a terrible cop. And we, I can talk about this ad nauseum. And that's like generally why, why good cops can't exist in GCPD. But like I... I, I, well, I don't no, want I... Batman to be a police officer. I, I Batman is supposed to, my version of Batman is supposed to show that the people that like these, these systems that we're supposedly supposed to rely on don't actually work. That's why Batman has to exist. If these institutions work, then there wouldn't be a Batman. And I know that's very, very, that's a tall order, but I think 
you can write about that because that there, there are comics that talk about that aspect of Batman. And, you know, I, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't like that fucking good cop moment. <laughs> and, and I'm happy, I'm happy they're not going to do the GCPD show anymore. But yeah, we can talk about like what, what's going to come in the future, I guess. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I still think that, that that many good cops can still exist, especially in a moment like that, where they're being actively uh, attacked by a mass murdering terrorist and people in the DA's office are being assassinated. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, but which which again goes back to the individual arguments. Like just because bad people are gone doesn't make the system any better. It just and they don't necessarily say yeah. that. And then they, they and they don't say that. But that like what I'm saying is that the cops that remain aren't that good because there's in the end they're still serving the um the priorities that the police have in our institution. I suppose it's not to protect the common man. It's to protect, I guess, I, I, like I, capital. It's to protect the rich, I guess. So I suppose my question is practically, Ashra, yeah. on, on this discussion, do you think every good cop should just resign from their job and then leave only the bad ones behind to continue running the system? And I think like, what I would think be the, the position? The, the, solution, the solution that that has been talked about, which is that we should dismantle the police as we know it right now, because they don't exactly serve the people. We obviously there needs to be some sort of force that like polices, for lack of a better word, like domestic disputes and like lost property and stuff. But the, the way police are now, they don't serve the, the people in a way that helps actual working class people. You know, it's like a corporation can steal wages every year from like from the general public and they won't get arrested by the police. But if I try to give away like excess stock at my job, then I get fucking arrested. But because that's theft or whatever. But yeah, that's a totally different discussion. <laughs> um, that I, you know, if you, you want to talk to me more about that, you can feel free to. Uh, but we, I think for in the interest of time and in the interest of staying on topic, we should talk about what um, this movie is setting up and what we hope it sets up. And everything. I should, there's actually, uh, three things we need to touch on before we move on. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love the Batmobile in this movie. The Batman what? The Batmobile. Oh yeah, the Batmobile is cool. I love the They're sound selling it targets. Oh, yeah. I love the I love the the way it has just a jet engine shot to that. I love the silhouette it casts. I love how it's just a really amped up car. Uh, I love everything about it. Uh, two, we barely really talk. We haven't talked about her too much. But we touch on her here and there. Genuinely, Selena Kyle is is great in this movie overall. Um, everything about her is awesome. I love her kitty cat inspired balaclava that she wears. Um, I think that's great. I love it. I, I just I just love her in this movie. I wish we had more time to talk on how good she was because I think she was uh, 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 way more important to the plot and the movie and the themes than I thought she was going to be overall. She wasn't just a love interest or a side character that, that throws a spanner in the works. She's very, way more important to the overall story. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um... And she's the movie goes like really hard PG thirteen. Doesn't the guy say the F word at the start? The Commissioner Savage. <laughs> he says Happy fucking Halloween. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, the penguin yeah. says bastards at some point. Oh well, bastards is yeah, like PG thirteen word. Screaming bastards. I think someone yeah. says Happy fucking Halloween. Is you're right. Yeah. Uh, Selena wears some costumes in this. That, very suggestive, uh, but yeah, very like... suggestive. Uh, uh, even like more power to it. Fuck it. Yeah, like, Kids can watch not? that. Who cares? It's the, the human body. Yeah. Fucking. Why? Why are we such prudes in society? Kids uh, know what boobs are. Uh, Kids should know what boobs are. Like, uh, why? Why can we show violence but not boobs? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go uh, on. Genuinely, 
uh, the the Catholic and Christian influences in our society that has uh, come through uh, English colon, uh, colonialism. Yeah, that's that's genuinely, another institution. Gen yeah. Genuinely, like that is that is why we're such prudes about things. If it was another uh, other empires or older empires with different religions um, that took over, we may not be so um, yeah. inclined to be as scared of the human body as we are. Uh, and that's not anything against, like, just so we clear, nothing against Catholic or, or Christians, or it, honestly, nothing against you if you're a cop either. Um, personally, no. well, I, I have something against you if you're a cop. I'm saying that personally, but yeah, go on. <laughs> um, uh, well, then you and my cousin can have an argument. Uh, could, so, yeah. um, genuinely, uh, that that's what it is. Um, and that's that's all it is 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 a, a, a social understanding that is slowly fading away. Um, slowly. Yeah, not not fast enough, I think, because this. Um, but, that, but that's another discussion that I can go into. Just so that, clear, me and Asher are not going to walk down the street naked if it's made legal tomorrow. Just say we should I, I'm not. for Mardi Gras or something. I don't know. Nah, but, I'm not there yet, man. <laughs> I I want to be naked. Um, uh, <laughs> so are you excited about what this movie sets up? Because this movie actually is very. I'm surprised because because like it's such an Elseworld movie. I didn't think it would set up as much as it did. But like Gotham is such a living, breathing universe. And there's actually way more Easter eggs than I thought there were gonna be. Uh, you like, might a lot picked, of Lincoln you might, and stuff you, as well. You, I think you've picked up more than I have. Uh, I obviously, as you said, the venom that would have been way so much more obvious to me if I had time to think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. there is a very obvious setup for the future, um, uh, which is the the disappointing to me appearance of a character that I I'm so sick and tired of. I'm I here's why I'm not disappointed. It's completely different to anything that. Because how do we know? <laughs> well, here's here's why the Joker rarely, and it's the Joker people. He doesn't show up fully. They don't really. His face doesn't really show that much. It's we don't obscure, really know the actor. Yeah. It's obscure. It's in uh, shadow. We know the actor. He's actually one of the Eternals. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. That's great. Um, we don't know. You know, we don't know much. All I know is that he 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 says to he gives Riddler a riddle. He he's trying to encourage him. Cheer about. Don't be sad. You did so well. And. Uh, and he, like to really put it over the top, he even says, "One day you're on top of the world, and the next day you're a clown." In case you didn't know who he was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he says next day uh, you're at the bottom. You know, they think oh, that yeah. you're a clown, but there's right, nothing yeah, wrong right. with that. But he says a lot. Literally asks him, "Who are you?" And he goes, "Let me answer that with a riddle." And I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like, "What is one thing that becomes more valuable the lesser than you have?" And the riddler just gets a smile and says a friend yeah. and then they both just start laughing yeah i'm like wailing in that scene as well i love uh i love this idea of them actually the joker actually having friendships in other maligned villains i think there's something really cool about that and it, it, you know what it might be it, i think that's part of the reason why i am a little bit more excited also because i think if this is what this movie does with falcone catwoman riddler um uh, penguin if this is what this movie does with these characters i would like to see what matt reeves does with the joker as a character because i do think he might actually have a bit has a pretty good head on his shoulders when it comes to these characters um overall um, yeah so i think it might be interesting and um, yeah 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 i was gonna say i like his interpretation of gotham which is another sort of character is the best gotham we've gotten all well, the visuals like, of gotham yeah beautiful it actually Love looks it. like its own city and not just fucking chicago or new york it it, 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 it it doesn't look like any other city that I, I can name off the top of my head. It really doesn't. Yeah, Wayne looks, Manor looks beautiful. I would love to spend a night in, so, in fucking Wayne, the, the Wayne Tower Manor area. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so he he goes, he doesn't actually stay in Wayne Manor. He, he lives in Wayne Tower. 
which yeah. looks like Wayne Manor from a certain from yeah. certain views. Like it looks like a a, a mansion on the inside. Uh, but yeah, he lives in Wayne Tower, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, to be closer to the city, even though he still is disconnected. Ever. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, the other stuff that it sets up, and like because Gotham is so rich of a character in its own right, there's like a minor nods towards like Hush. I would I would yes. say like there's like the, that scene of the reporter. His last name is Elliot, and then on the screen you can see Hush. And like yeah, it's all like, about like the sins of the father and everything. Riddler that literally Hush's said, dad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Riddler literally says uh, a hush campaign. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and um, um, yeah. There's the, and there's also obviously setting up the penguin to be a cri- the new crime lord in Gotham as a result of this power vacuum that's existed. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. Um, yeah, the venom stuff and everything. There's also some other stuff. And oh yeah, I guess the obvious Joker stuff, but like. The, the very fact that this movie ends with Gotham being partially flooded and Batman having to take care of this new no man's land, um, there's so many stories that you can tell with that, especially since Bane was teased. And like in the comics, Venom was introduced before Bane as well. So like, uh, I, you can talk about Zero, you can talk about like fucking no man's land. There's so many things, man. Uh, I, I, there are two villains who become incredibly dangerous in an environment that is filled with water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them Killer is Killer Croc, because I love the idea, and he doesn't have to be a major villain. I love the idea of Batman being more veteranized as a fighter, him saying things have gotten weird in Gotham, and it just cuts to him beating up a mutant crocodile. Or uh, it could be a skin condition, but I feel like Joker in this movie it also has a skin condition, but I feel like you can't do two skin conditions. I, 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 feel, I feel like going the full mutant crocodile is fine. Um, yeah. I always oh, love the Because he has a more grounded approach. Well, not grounded as in realistic, grounded as in like authentic, like it is ridiculous and comic booky, but you can see it sort of happening in this reality. Go full Arkham Asylum video game, Cro- Killer Croc, please. Uh, like, I like that Killer Croc. It's just... Or just, just an actual crocodile. <laughs> Whatever. Um... Yeah. But the other guy that I think is super dangerous in a in a uh, in a uh, watered over Gotham is Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Everything's water. Yeah. Yeah. He, fuck. He can water fuck, freezes. He can literally can. just freeze Gotham. Like that's that could be a big part of his deal. Like you can actually work the end of this movie into the start of the next because this movie goes over seven days because they date it. They date the start. They date the end. Uh, it's October thirty first and November sixth. This movie is a week long. Yeah. Fucking week long in the cinema yeah um yeah and so like the other obvious thing that it sets up is that the future tv shows which i mentioned gcpd which thank god they're not doing a fucking cop show anymore it's actually become a, an arkham show have you heard oh, about this no so it might it might feature the joker oh like joker yeah. is one of the main characters maybe maybe uh so like matt reeves phrased it as like a haunted house show like that that focuses on Arkham before the GCPD was going to be about Batman year one from the perspective of the cops and might have also featured the Joker as well since it, it also hints at the fact that Batman and the Joker have history Batman's put him in there <laughs> does yeah does that so I would be surprised if Joker you said might have a skin condition I wouldn't be surprised if no one knows who the Joker is yet it, it was just Red Hood like there's no there's no Joker Maybe. Batman history yet it's just Red Hood um oh yeah because he might not be the joker yet yeah uh that clown line might have just been like a, a, a not to the audience but he's not a clown yet um he might have just been the red hood and he fell into the vat and they fished him out and he's all fucked up and crazy um well, yeah you know yeah. like you know th- you know depending on your joker origin story of course 
Uh, they may not even tell you who where Multiple he came from. Um, but um, I was sorry. What were we gonna say? <laughs> I love the idea of of a a, a sort of a, a, a an Arkham Asylum show like that. I think that's Me awesome. Too. Uh, I think it's great because yeah. you'll be able to interact with a bunch of like uh other lesser known Batman villains as well, uh, and have Batman cameo. And have Batman cameo because you can have like episodes where like new characters introduced, literally because uh Batman like just drops them on the doorstep on the doorstep. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, can you do something with this one? <laughs> this man, yeah, and. And like a perspective of like normal people like in a in a fantastical situation because like at first I didn't like the idea of a show that doesn't feature the superheroes but if Batman's too busy trying to figure out no man's land it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't be around that much. Hmm. I, I think it I think it works in the context of it being connected to an already established Batman show a Batman yeah. movie. Uh, I don't know if they're still are they still doing Catwoman. Uh they they never did announce Catwoman show that's speculation but they. They also announced a penguin show. <laughs> I'm which, cool with that. A which might show? start filming this year and might be R-rated. Dude, so like, I'm cool yeah, with this that. this movie ends with that power vacuum, and Matt Reeves actually said that, oh, maybe the second movie will be about will be about penguins' rise to power. And then WB was like, no, let's just make it make it a show. So that might turn out to be a show, and the second Batman movie might be about something else. Because what Matt Reeves has done is that like Batman is Batman, and he's still figuring out what he stands for, but. Every other villain in this movie is not there and not at their f- and that final stages yet. Aside no. from Riddler, I guess, who calls himself Riddler. But Penguin doesn't call himself Penguin. He's not a prime lord yet. He's still an enforcer for Falcone. Catwoman yeah. is a cat burglar, doesn't call himself Catwoman, doesn't have a cat outfit, does have the gimmick of having nine lives, though. So maybe she is Catwoman. I take that back. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I mean, yeah. look. Joker obviously is in there. The Venom is being set up, so Bane could show up. He could. I mean, he wasn't he just a, uh, like a, a Mexican crime lord, and he got his hands on Venom at some point. It was like, oh, I like this shit. Yeah, yeah, and something like that. He he also hears about Batman from Santa Prisca and thinks that it's his job to take him down or whatever. Because ah, uh, that that's a weird story. Real Craven the Hunter vibes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, uh, he thinks it's his destiny or whatever because he. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I yeah, there's a lot they can do. I would love the idea of a, a penguin-led show because it'd be all about him becoming a crime lord. It'd be very crime boss. Like you could easily sow the seeds for Bane, uh, for even Two Face if you wanted to with Harvey Dent. So so that's another thing that the movie sets up that which I'm glad you brought up because I totally forgot about this. Ratalada.com is a real website. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's like the after credit scene where he says goodbye. There's a flash of the URL. What's the... R-A-T-L-A-A-D-A. Remember that URL. T. L-A-A-D-A. L-A... What? Whatever. We'll talk about it later. You can Google it. But so the in the movie, I'm assuming everyone knows like Batman and... Jim Gordon go on that website, the URL ratalada.com, and they have a conversation with the Riddler via uh, a fucking CMD. <laughs> but yeah. it is actually a real website you can go to, and that um, people have like uh, figured out the this the source code of the website and everything, and actually hints at um, it hints at the first appearances of villains in the de- in detective comics. It hints at first appearance of Catwoman, Riddler, Batman. But Jim Gordon or whatever. But the last thing it hints at is the not the first appearance of Harvey Dent Two Face, but uh, the first appearance of Arkham Asylum and Two Two Face breaking out of Arkham. So does it hint at Two Face already being Two Face in this film? 
does it hint at Two-Face being a villain in a future film in the Arkham show or whatever? Which is interesting because Batman's only in his second year, but historically, Salvatore Moroni, oh, you know what? I take that back. Sometimes it's Moroni who damages Two-Face's face. Sometimes it's Tony Zuko who does it. <laughs> uh, once it was the Joker. Yeah, once it was the Joker. So like, uh, I, I wonder if that means we're, we're to see Two-Face in the Arkham show as well. I wouldn't be surprised uh, yeah. if we did see Two-Face. Um, I like the idea of, uh, well, because these are some, because the, the, the villains we're talking about, other than like Mr. Freeze, like Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, they're on the very super villain side of Batman's villains. Uh, people like Two-Face and Penguin, uh, uh, they can sit very firmly on a, a less fantastical element. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. because they can be because you can genuinely like oh there's a crime boss out there and he has half a scarred face and you know his nickname is the two-face okay that kind of works i get that i see i see what's going on there i i do think the joker toes the line between both sides of the, the category and i think he's kind of like the connect he and batman like the connecting tissue between both uh both worlds uh in a sense um so i think yeah. it would be cool uh to, to, to see two-face in an arkham show maybe you could have characters like the mad hatter yeah, yeah, lesser known characters like Calendar Man and shit. What if, what if, like, funnily enough, what if, like, they do an inverse Two Face origin where he has a, a half scarred face, but he becomes the DA? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I love the idea of secret villain Two Face becoming the DA and using the fact he's got a half scarred face as almost like a, a, a sympathy vote. Sympathy yeah, vote. yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting. And it turns out he's actually corrupt as fuck. Um, because Harvey uh, well, Dent used to be yeah. a good man, yeah. uh, and then he became a bad one over time, something like that. So, cool. so, what if he's a bad man who becomes a good one over time? I mean, I'd be interested in that. I always yeah. thought there was because I mean, I, a lot of versions of the story, Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne also know each other. Um, and a lot of versions of the story, Batman think wants to reveal his identity to uh, Harvey Dent. And like in Batman, you won. Batman trusts Harvey before he trusts Gordon um, with working with him. Uh, so there's another thing that I want to talk about. It is, <laughs> I didn't go into this, but like, do you think Batman uses Google to solve the riddles in his contact lenses? No, <laughs> no, because they're, okay. they're, 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 they're like voice activated or they have to command it. Like he, he can't just, he doesn't think and the, the, the lenses do whatever they want. Like, well, maybe he like, he, he it's like a, a Siri feature where he, he holds something in his gauntlet and then the, the contact lenses to text to speech. Sorry, speech to text, and then Google the answer. Because he says them really fast. But anyway, um, but that, everyone, that's well, food for he, thought for the audience at home. I don't think he does. Um, I don't think he's Googling anything. Yeah. So, so the Arkham show, it's also interesting because, like, surprisingly, no other film mentions the fact that the Arkhams were an actual family. And the comics go into that. Like, there's a history of the Arkham's, like, setting up the asylum and everything. And there's, there's some cool stuff that you can, like, talk about there. And what if the show is from the perspective of Jeremiah Arkham, which is the new um, sort of, like, um, oh, fuck. I don't know what the, the name of a person that runs an asylum is. I forgot. Also, in this, it's not asylum. It's state hospital, just like the Joker, the movie. And also, I'm happy in terms of setting up the Joker, which puts to bed... Any theories that this takes place in the same universe as Todd Phillips Joker? Thank fucking Christ. Because you hate that movie. I hate that movie. You hate it so much. So there's a huge I do. And Sam, Sam wants this to be in the same universe. And Sam thinks it is. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they just had uh Joaquin Phoenix play Joker in this world. Um, 
in the same way that J.K. Thomas Wayne is different, but yeah, cool. In the same way that J.K. Simmons is J.J. Jameson in two separate worlds with two different Peter Parkers, you know what I mean? Like they can they, they can do it. It works. It's it's possible. Um, Barry Quinn. The other thing is that the Joker movie, part of the ending of the Joker movie, is like Joaquin Phoenix Joker saying, "I mean, that's that's how I remember it. it could be, but you know, I'm like wrong." Yeah, but it also takes place in the seventies. Yeah, but he could also be wrong. Like he's literally saying, "I could be wrong." Oh, fuck that. Um, <laughs> he, literally, he literally gives the whole multiple choice answer. This is probably the worst thing Connor has said in the podcast. It makes me feel filled with so much rage. <laughs> It's, it, 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 I'm not saying that they should do it or that they will or even but it's, it's like closest to theory he, 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 here's, here's no, the thing here's, no. here's, here's the thing right I, I, I will literally come out and say this I still like the Joker movie I still do but remember how I said before there's a lot of comparisons you make between this movie's plot and the Joker's plot I think a lot of the elements that are discussed in the Joker movie in this movie are actually done better I yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I'm not saying that it means I, I, I don't. So I'm not a convert, Ashraf. Yeah, um, no, no, no. But I, I, I can honestly see a little bit more now why maybe you may not be as much of a fan of the Joker movie, uh, being that Batman is literally uh, your sexuality at this point. I'm pretty sure um, my religion <laughs> as well. Sexuality, religion. This is yeah. You this eat Batman closest... for for sustenance. Sustenance. I do. Um, I, and I think everyone thinks the same way unfortunately um my friend was telling me a story of him trying to purchase the sunglasses that bruce wayne wears in this film and him refreshing the page and seeing that they're all sold out <laughs> so everyone wants to be fucking bruce wayne but i feel like i'm you know like rob pattinson takes off his shirt at one point and i'm like yeah i'm i have that physique where was my call i, I love the fact that he's not a uh, buff daddy I like yeah, the, I like he's not on fucking steroids. Thank if God. He's, I love the fact that if he's uh, if he's beef, it's lean cut. Um, you know what I mean? Like it works. And Batman, you know what? Just putting it out there, a a crime fighting acrobatic detective martial artist doesn't have to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You might let him look like I don't know, thinner, smaller, but toned like say a Bruce Lee type physique. Like you could do that and believably still be a badass martial artist, and also maybe like work as a superhero uh if anything being lean would be better because it means you can do uh generally better uh, uh acrobatically yeah. but also athletically it, it it you don't speaking as a man who is six foot two 160 kilos wide shoulders big feet just a whole i'm a, I'm a there's a lot of man here there's a lot of person in this in this put in this area right uh it takes a lot to move sometimes I have to put more effort into moving my body, even though I'm stronger. Uh, that strength doesn't mean that that strength still means I have to put more effort. I have to eat a bit more food than other people because I have more to power. Um, I, I have to uh, put more energy into moving individual body parts. And like, this is small little pieces, like micro differences sometimes, but, that being said, I'm not built to, to run. I'm not really built to do uh, uh, acrobatics and athletics. Can I? If I train my body to, yes, I can. But it will take a lot of energy and a lot of power and a lot of training for me to do that. Uh, Bruce Wayne being a smaller guy might actually be in his favor when it comes to these kinds of things. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. No, Connor has a really good point. And okay. I think it's good also because I think it sets unrealistic expectations for young people. Not that young people should... Want to be Batman? Yeah. After, after watching this movie, I mean, no, 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 not, not to be Batman, but like in terms of like what we're surrounded by in, 
like in pop culture, like really muscular men in all these high grossing movies. I think it does put a lot of unrealistic expectation on like a lot of young people when they go into the gym and realize that they can't get to that without, you know, steroids or whatever. It's fine if you're more of a Tom Holland or a Benedict Cumberbatch. It's fine if you're more of a Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It, it, like it, at the end of the day, performance is probably more important uh, and your physical health is more important. Overall. Yeah, it is. It is um, like, yeah. So, so like you know, just because you ain't reaching uh, bat flex levels, like, and even even someone like Henry Cavill, like Henry Cavill's physique is great, but like if you actually look at his physique and listen to him talk about his exercise, it is something that he has realistically achieved through hard work, but not not like just no, even we don't know. But yeah, oh, on. he had this really good discussion at one point where he was saying uh, he ended the video, a workout video, by saying, guys don't push yourselves like don't hurt yourselves you gotta you gotta keep like he was having this really genuine talk to, uh, about guys like you you, you you gotta make sure like you you may not have the same results that anyone else has same results as me you might have better results than me or worse these are my exercises that i do but i also you know don't push yourself don't overload because you won't get fitter you'll just hurt yourself you know he had a very real discussion um but henry cavill being that size uh, on the other side of things also I would love to see uh, a Henry Cavill size Superman to a Batman because I, I always thought like Batman doesn't need to be Superman size. <laughs> it's, Superman could be a giant because he's Superman. He can also yeah. fly at the speed of sound. Yeah. yeah Already it's... we're breaking physics as it is with Superman. He doesn't need to be a small dude. <laughs> yeah. And also like most people in, in these movies only look like that for like a day anyway. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Some of them, I mean, look at what Hugh Jackman that uh, did yeah. for Wolverine, and even for Lesmes Revolves, uh, where he literally depraved himself with water, yeah. Uh, yeah, before filming, so he looked more buff. It's like, yeah, that's that's not great. Like bodybuilders do it. He's like, it's a bodybuilding thing. He's like, yeah, and bodybuilders um are not healthy people. No, no, no. They're, they're actually crazy. Not. Um, they're not healthy people. And uh, on another side, they're not inherently the strongest. A lot of people seem to think that body, like you know, you look at what a strong man looks like. And look what a bodybuilder looks like. They're very different. Bodybuilders are definitely strong, mind you. You're strong, Ashraf. You've done bodybuilding before. Yeah, yeah. But so I can speak from experience. Yeah. But you're not inherently going out and beating some, you know, strong men out there who train no, specifically for strength. Yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, anything down on bodybuilding uh, or on bodybuilders or on anything that you did, um, Ashraf. That is literally just saying that, that, that that's a completely different thing, but so many people obviously get confused because you look at someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger who seems to have the bodybuilding physique and is also stupid strong. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, like not to rag on fucking Arnie, but he's on gear. I mean, everyone knows that he's on gear. Uh, and he, he he's on gear. He lived his life at the gym. Yeah. Like he, it wasn't And he's feeling the effects of it now. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily a healthy relationship. No. He got famous off of it, but it didn't necessarily uh, do him wonders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he looks like a leather belt now. <laughs> oh wow! Ah, oh, poor, poor, poor Ronnie. Ronnie. He can still beat me up. So ah, uh, he could, he could, he, he could definitely beat your dad up. Uh, those are those would be strange family Christmases, by the way. Arnold oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger, his daughter, and was it was it Chris Pratt dating Arnie's daughter at one point? Yeah, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Don't yeah, I know this shit. Yeah, they uh shout out that, to his daughter. Like, if you're a, listening. We'd like to have you on. I will have, I'll gladly have Arnie on. Yeah. We we ragged on Christians a bit, but Chris Pratt, if you want to come on. 
I didn't really rag on. I said, yeah, Connor I, actually I, defended Christians. I, I did. I'm not defending or attacking Christians. I'm saying yes. that that you cannot ignore the effects that Christianity has had on our society. Yeah, <laughs> no, true. yeah, that's what Connor specifically said. I'm, 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 I'm joking and exaggerating um, for a funny effect. Um, but, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, g- genuinely, uh, Arnie, Chris Pratt, if you guys yeah. want to come on, it's what, especially Arnie. Can we just get Arnie on so we can rag? Yeah, on Arnie, people? you're a really good actor. I, I watched Last Action Hero the other day. I'm sorry about the leather belt comment. It's a joke. Can, can we just I get Arnie you. on and then give him like terrible people to have a go at? Because I always find it funny when he talks bad. Like the the the, the comment he made against someone who who said something horrible about the uh, Special Olympics. Yes, yeah. and he just he just fucking turns him inside out with a comment. It's like, and it was nice too. Like the way he said it was so nicely put. Politely burned yeah. this guy alive. <laughs> um. Yeah. Since we've gone off the topic already, let's just end the podcast now because we've been going long. Oh, yeah. And... Let's end the podcast. Yeah. By the way, Ashraf, I've got one more. This is my second to oh, last one. What's that? Almost- Blight from Batman I've, Beyond. I've almost got the full set. I've just got the Batwoman Beyond that uh, Zing to pick up, and I have the full and thing. Mask. Uh, can I ask you something? The fuck is a Joker bot? Joker bot. So, like in Future's End, they had a version of, of the Joker that was also Batman. Like their two heads were combined or whatever. It's pretty weird. <laughs> Future's End was like an alternate future that could have happened. So, so, so is it literally Bruce Wayne and Joker's heads have merged? Yes. <laughs> and is it a bad guy or a good guy? It's both, I think. It's been a while since I've read Future's End. Does Batman Beyond have to fight it? <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm Batman asking... Beyond has nothing... And Batman Beyond is not in Future's End, I think? Huh. So yeah. we've got a Batman Beyond figure with a bunch of Future's... Okay, g- genuine question. Which shelf do I put Joker Bot on then? Do I put it on my villains or my hero shelf? I'd put it on the heroes, because fuck it, why not? <laughs> Is he actually is a that, hero? But I put it, I put it on the anti-hero with Deadpool or whatever. I don't have an anti-hero yet. Yeah. Well, he's he's dual. He's like, like in Arkham Knight, how Joker teased Batman all the time. In his head, like that. Uh, uh, what did you think of Arkham Knight? What did you think of Arkham? Knight? I didn't like it. Are you excited for Arkham Knights? Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Um, I'm very. I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations in check because I don't like um, I don't like the Batgirl DLC that that studio made for Arkham Knight. I thought it was really poorly written, and um, I'm scared that this might be poorly written as well. Um, are you excited for uh, Suicide Squad because Justice League? Yes, that looks so cool. We have it to does. play that on the channel at some point, don't we? Who yeah. who who do you want to play in that game? Who are you most looking for? Is it is co op game? Um. Uh, I want to play as Harley, uh, but yeah, who knows? Well, I might do King Shark or something. I I, I was thinking Boomerang King Shark thing. because yeah. King Shark looks like he's the tank, and I'm a tank player. But universe. you like Boomerang, right? You, you can. I love can Boomerang. boomerang. Yeah. I love Boomerang. Yeah. I'm pissed off we haven't got a DC Multiverse Boomerang yet. <laughs> yes, I I have a DC Collectibles Boomerang figure, but like it should be. This should be a fucking multiple. Um, we we've got. I think uh, it's only a matter of time because they, they have they have like fifteen million versions of the Flash. They I have actually, one Gorilla Grodd. I actually checked JB Hi-Fi on my way home to see yeah. if they had any uh, Robert Pattinson Batman's. They do, but only unmasked versions. I want the masked one. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. So there's a story behind that actually. But yeah. Uh, I I do have on uh, lay by uh, Catwoman and Penguin. Uh, at Zing. Oh, I, I literally, I literally yeah. walked out of uh, Hoyt's uh, TTP, walked over to Zing Pop Culture, got Blight off Layby, and then put Catwoman and uh, Pig on Layby. I'm like, yeah, you know, I fucking need these. 
um they're great i was debating riddler i'm still holding off but I, i'm probably going to get uh, uh, pattinson pattinson i'm i'm gonna splurge i might get all of the pattinson ones because like i i was deciding between mask and unmasked and i have masked on pre-order but get the bat cycle oh fuck i need to get that as well i'm gonna i might so target is selling the batmobile a remote control batmobile from the batman for 39 dollars. how can i not get that that does sound fun it can fit a four inch figure not six inch though unfortunately but i feel like i can stuff a six inch figure in a four inch i mean seven inch it's it's seven inch so you are a bit taller than six inch batman can lie down just so we're clear size doesn't actually matter yeah what's the optimum length ladies put in the comments below what you want the optimum length of your figure to be uh, it really depends on which group of people you ask. I have heard people say that they like it larger. I've heard people say that they prefer more. Average. How about the girth? Because Riddler is pretty thick, but then you have Catwoman, who is thick in her own way, but like slimmer. You know. Anyway, uh, um, do you have anything coming up that you wanna? Do you wanna like tease? I have an episode way? of Champions Way that just came yeah. out literally the day of recording. So yesterday of release of this, and earlier in the week, and the further the further on you listen to this episode four. I review All Elite Wrestling Revolution. Uh, it's amazing. It was a great show. Uh, it definitely it was five hours long. Uh, I did feel it at the end, um, but it was great. William Regal debuts. He's fucking ace. War Games! Love that, man. Uh, I love everything about uh, that show. I think pretty much everyone who won deserved to win. Uh, AEW is great. I'm literally... The most ex- thing about tomorrow I'm so excited about is Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, the first show, uh, the first of their weekly show after the pay-per-view is coming out on Thursday. So tomorrow when Comic Cops releases. Um, yeah, that came out. Uh, I am working on a bunch of reviews, like a bunch uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I am also trying to get in contact with some people to do some more deep dive interviews with them, like I did with Sam on Champions Way. Uh, I thought that was, if you haven't seen that yet, hey guys, Go watch it. It was very insightful, uh, very interesting. To there's so much we didn't touch on, uh, but there was a lot of things in in that interview that I didn't know about Sam, and it was really interesting to hear about. I love yeah, it. Sam has Sam actually has a very storied life. Very storied life. Uh, I'm curious. Do you have a storied life, Ashra? Maybe, maybe we can. Do you have a story that you it. want to share at some point? I do. I love Possibly. talking about myself. All right. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe you could see Ashraf on Champions. Yeah, maybe. Soon. That's a tease. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah, look forward to next week. I hope Sam comes back and because we might have a guest next week. Goodbye. And I guess that I don't know about because they are a long time watcher or listener and they decided they wanted to come on and I don't know any idea about this person. So we'll see. As long as it's not my mom again. Uh, why not? Uh, I love your mom. <laughs> I mean, I love my mom, but uh, you guys have to ask her weird questions. <laughs> we did a deep dive on Connor. Shit. Uh, we we um, who knows? But maybe a deeper dive on Connor at some point in time. And uh, someone how else can take that. How deep can we go inside? Uh, how deep I mean. can we? Yeah. Um, who who would who do you think would be better at interviewing me for for a deep dive on my life? Sam or Ashraf? Who do you think would do would do better at that? Comment below. I, I vote Connor's mom. Because she knows what to ask. She would give me so much shit the whole way through. It's like that. Remember that one interview that Ryan Reynolds did with himself, where he kept on asking him terrible questions. Like, so Ryan Reynolds, yes. What's it like being the world's worst, biggest failure of an actor? <laughs> like, he just had to ask actor. himself like so many, so many questions like that. I was like, yeah. uh, that's that, that is funny. Well done, Ryan. Ryan I Reynolds, I don't like you as an actor. I think you're a terrible actor. Please don't come on our show. Please don't listen to our show. I say quit acting. Ryan Reynolds, for the love of God. If you're watching this, please come on our show. No. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. These are the views. This is the view Ashraf, of the entire Ashraf, podcast. Ashraf, I speak for Sam Ashraf, as well. Ashraf, yeah. no. We should have 
fucking Deadpool. Yes, we will have Deadpool on the Comic Thoughts podcast. Do you have any idea how many views you'll get? We can monetize that video. I think your acting is one dimensional. I feel like I could have acted better and I'm not a trained actor. So. Oh, come on. At least two dimensional. No, not even. That is, that is very harsh. I know. He, he can't yeah. actually act. It's just he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. What, he can't actually, alive? He can actually emote. Not really. You can believe <laughs> what he's doing. No. Don't you <laughs> like either of the Deadpool movies or anything? I do, but done? that's not because of him. I, he actually takes me out of the movie. Oh, when he puts God. on the mask, I like it. When he's covering but he's the guy like under it. the mask. And, and unfortunately... He plays Deadpool in every film. Like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Deadpool. I, I feel like I've watched Deadpool in Detective Pikachu. I've watched Deadpool in Knocked Up or whatever the fuck he was in. Um, was that movie with Sandra Bullock? That movie? Uh, I I, Deadpool in Buried Alive. He was Deadpool in fucking Red Notice. I, I'm not that saying, WWE advertised. I'm not saying. You know, that... the WWE network is uh, like available when you buy Disney Plus in Indonesia. Like it comes yeah, with it. I mean, the rumor for, for for almost a year now has been that Disney's buying WWE at some point. Um, Imagine that. What I, the I, fuck would happen? I would love to see Vince McMahon trying to get any of his stupid ideas past the board of directors. It's, I would. That would be so funny. I think <laughs> if he can put zombies and he can put that Fabergé egg from Red Notice. <laughs> okay. Uh, if if I was in charge of WWE, I would have a Snake Eyes time. Like I would introduce. The film Snake Eyes, which was good. And what's wrong, Connor? Uh, I just... Talking about WWE outside of my wrestling bubble uh, brings ac- actual pain to my body. Uh, right. It brings pain to my body having to watch WWE's current product. Uh, but it brings pain to my body where I'm like, oh, God, like this, this exists in the world as a thing. It's not just in a bubble. It's like a real thing, this WWE company. Uh, it's, don't support WWE. They're, a, they're actually a terrible company. They're actually terrible people uh, in, in that company that do terrible things. They have a deal with be, Saudi You can't Arabia. be a good company, honestly. Uh, well, look, we've, we've <laughs> gotten the controversial, political, overall, though, Batman was fucking great. Uh, was I, good. Gi- I give it, I, I give it uh, five murder victims out of five. Ashraf? I give it a four nerd, whatever you said, out of five because of my critiques on the movie and because they didn't ask me to play Batman. Um, I'm right I, here. I'm, I, I'm gen- 24. Gen- genuinely, we need to get you in a Batman movie at some point. Uh, best Batman movie so far? Uh, until they... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is yeah, the best, best Batman movie yeah, so far. I, I, Fuck, I, hands down. It, it is, yeah. I actually, yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm controversial opinion. I'm going to end the episode on this. Um, they as, should get me in a movie, though. As good as it is, um, The Dark Knight is a bit of an underwhelming Batman movie. What do you mean? Underrated? I, uh, underwhelming. Oh, yeah. As, you know, as compared a, to... As, yeah, as a Batman yeah. movie, I, I, it's not actually that great. You know what? It, it's a product of its time. Jared Leto is a great Joker, but it's also very much of a, a, a Joker Why you see? in that universe. Jared Leto? You... Uh, uh, Heath Ledger, sorry. Fucking, My are God. you Australian? You look like Heath Ledger, for God's sake. Apparently, I look like a chubby Heath Ledger. Someone told me that once. Oh, Heath Ledger looks like a depraved, skinny comic. Nutrient deficient. Oh, you so tell me some, in the comments. <laughs> some might even say that. Like, is Conor Kennedy the next Heath Ledger? Australian-born, <laughs> charming, I, charismatic. All due respect to Heath Ledger, please. No, I don't want to go down that path. 
Heath Ledger, if you're watching, you should come on this podcast. <laughs> Why did you end this podcast with Heath, the chats? Heath Ledger's family was so sorry. <laughs> yeah, because you know they're watching. You know Bye. that well they're watching. Bye. <laughs>